Good morning, First Church. Let's stand together and worship today. Let's sing out together. I saw Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. And I believe in signs and wonders. I have resurrection power. Still the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven, and my praise belongs to you forever. This is my testimony from death to life, because grace rewrote my story, I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. We come together, sons and daughters, bark with blood and washed in water. Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father. Our what he started and our God will finish what he started this is my testimony from death to life cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous I'm justified this is my testimony this is my This is my testimony. This is my testimony. 
take a seat. Let's give the Lord praise. Well, I always grew up in church, so I've always known of Jesus, but I didn't have a personal relationship with him until I was 10 years old. Before then, I was a really anxious, fearful child. I would constantly call my mom asking her to pick me up from places because I just didn't want to be there. I just didn't feel comfortable. I liked my comfort zones. So I was very anxious and fearful all the time. Jesus came into the picture. Like I said, when I was 10 years old, I was at a children's program doing a musical and our director introduced me to what a personal relationship would look like. And I was like, I want to do that. That's for me. Jesus has definitely worked through me a lot since the past, just a couple years ago, I would say. Just, he gave me this ultimate joy in my life that I want to strive to do different things. I want to get out of my comfort zone because before I definitely let Satan control me with fear and anxiousness and doubts in my life all the time. And it just stopped me from wanting to do those new adventures. I would say it was about June when I felt the pull and I kept telling God no because I like my comfort zones and going overseas or talking to strangers is not something that I would say I enjoy doing. And so I constantly kept telling him no, probably for a couple of months. And it was finally in July, it was at IYC actually, when they were talking about the children of promise when we were raising money and that just kept standing out to me. And God just kept putting on my heart. He's like, I want you to do something so much greater and so much bigger, something you probably would never want to do. I finally shared it with my group that I felt that desire and that need that I needed to go do missions and help other people in that way. And it definitely scared me. I didn't want to do it at all. And then I finally accepted it and let God work through me. And now the future, it just looks so much different and I'm so excited. <laughs> what led me to be so passionate about wanting to go into missions is that I have always had this like desire to want to help other people. It's always something I've always wanted to do. So I didn't know what that would look like until this past year. And I just want to love on others the same way God showed me his love and his grace. I want to do that for non-believers and believers. So I just want to show the love and see just the joy and how different people's lives can be once I share that with others. So grace plays a big part of my story because I am an independent person. I, If I can get something done by myself, I will do it. I don't like asking other people for help. And for that period of time of trying to figure out life and trying to see what I wanted to do after high school and God putting on my heart to do this missions, I kept telling him no and was like, no, God, I know what I want to do. This is what I want to do. No, you're wrong. He showed me so much grace and patience because I'm a very stubborn person. Now that Jesus has helped me work through my anxiety, I would say he gave me the ultimate joy of wanting to step out of my comfort zone, wanting to strive to help other people and talk to them. And ultimately, I'm just so happy that Jesus did that for me. Man. 
Awesome. Well, good morning. My name is David Culp. I'm the lead pastor here at First Church, and we just are delighted to welcome you to our annual testimony service, and we're just delighted that you're here. Haley, thank you for sharing your story, sharing your story about what God's up to in your life, sharing your story of salvation, sharing your story of uh, your, your, the sensing of a calling to, to missions. Uh, anybody else excited to hear and to be reminded that God is still moving in the lives and the hearts of young people? in our world. Is that not encouraging? Uh, so thank you, Haley, for sharing your story with us, with us today. Um, if you are new uh, or here, may newer uh, here this weekend, whether you're online or here in the room, we want to especially welcome you. We're glad that you're here. A good way to get connected when you're ready to take a, take a next step would be you can pull out your phone. We've got a QR code that will we'll show up here on the screen or if you buy, join us online. Uh, and you can just point your camera to that and it'll direct you to a little uh, short a connect card. That's a great first step for you here at, at First Church. If you're here in the room and would also like uh, maybe to talk to somebody or meet somebody in person, we've got some great uh, people that are guest services at our info hub out in the lobby. You can go out there. They've got a little gift. They've been baking cookies. So they've got some cookies they'd love to, to give you just what you need right after Thanksgiving, something, some more baked goods, but we'd love to give that to you. So if you're new, uh, please go out there and they could talk to you about what a next step might look like. Again, when you're ready, we'd love to help you uh, on that journey here at First Church of understanding how, how to get connected. Uh, as we listen to Haley's story, and there'll be other stories, because this service today, it's a little different than, than normal. So if you are here for the first time, you, this is a great weekend to hear about some things going on across our multiple campuses and how God is at work. And so it'll be a little different next week, but if you're here, please come back. So if you're here, come back. Uh, but one of the things you'll notice if you pay attention is uh, that and underneath all these stories, there are ministries that are connected. And that just reminds me that I just need to, to always be ready to say thank you for your support of some of the great things that are going on at, at First Church in ministry. So, so Haley, was, uh, she's a part of the youth program. So she reminds us that this great ministry that we have that ministers to, to young people, teenagers in our church, you guys support that through your generosity, through your faithful uh, giving. There are multiple ways to give. We'll throw, up, throw up, uh, another slide up on the screen. And I just encourage you uh, to just continue to faithfully give uh, here to First Church. It helps us to support ministry both in this community, uh, in the church here, and literally around the world. There are multiple ways to give. You can give through texting. You can text the word give to 269-231-8080. Uh, you can go onto our website, myfirstchurch.com, and there's a get in the game tab, and that will direct you to how you can give. Or you can always, if you come and you bring your tithes and offerings with you, you can and put them in. There's a black boxes at the back of each of our worship venues, and you put in there. So again, just thank you for what you're doing to support um, God moving in lives and in hearts. Let me remind you of a or read a scripture for us that will kind of frame today and what we want to accomplish in today in this service. It comes from the great prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 12, uh, verses four and five. This is what he says. And this is, again, the foundation for what we want to accomplish today. And he will say in that day, this day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, proclaim that his name is exalted, sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. So today, that's what we want to do. 
We want to give thanks to the Lord for the things that he's done. We want to call upon his name. We want to proclaim that his name is exalted. We want to sing praises to our God. We want to declare what the Lord has done, the, the, the glorious things that he has done. We want to make known in all the earth his stories, who he is. We want to lift up God. And so today we're going to talk about God at work. We're going to talk about how he is transforming lives and working in real lives across multiple campuses, across our first church family. And so my prayer is not that we would just listen to what God is doing in someone else's life, but today we would listen to the still small voice of God speaking to us. And we would hear personally how God wants to encourage us or challenge us or call us to something, how, how he wants to remind us of something. And so God has brought you here for a reason. He wants to speak to you today as we're open to it. I invite our worship team to come back up as we continue and worship God today. I just want to pray that we, as we come in during a busy time of the year, as we come into the Christmas season and Advent's upon us, that God, with all that's going on, that today that we would be able, through these stories, through the power of story, that God, you would remind us of who you are. That as we exalt you, as we praise you and worship you in, in songs and in these stories, as we listen to them, God, I pray that you would speak to us, just like Haley's story. Maybe there's someone here today that's never made that decision to follow Christ, and that story has inspired them. I pray, Father, for that person today. God, I pray for all of us that you would help us to listen to what you want to say to us in the next few minutes. Work in us today. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, church, as we continue to worship.
interesting from the time that we started to hear you know, there were prayers for you know children there were prayers you know for people wanting to take that step into marriage there were prayers for careers there were prayers for meeting your significant other yeah. and how many of us have had answers to those prayers not very quickly necessarily but over the years that we've been together even during the week this group is amazing at texting each other mm -hmm. for things that are going on and um, providing very specific, like, hey, this is happening in my life on this day at this time, and I really need this group's support. And so I just have been so astounded with how much that's come into play in our relationship and how much that's made an impact. I know for me, when I've asked for it, like having this group support, feeling like you've got a whole army helping you along the way and praying on your behalf um, has been huge. We've experienced some of like the highest mountains and the lowest valleys, um, but you always know if a trial comes your way, there's prayer warriors willing to put on their armor and kind of go to battle with you and 
God has just been at the center of all of that. So I'm newer to the area, you know, so um, kind of coming here in December, I was just praying, you know, with God of just, okay, God, you're calling me to come to this area for a job. I need people. I'm coming by myself. Yeah. And um, through Jillian, um, who's not here tonight, yeah. but um, talking with her, she um, was like, well, yeah, I have this Bible study, so um, you should come and just showing up and just being able to see like what you said, Leah, just like a group of people who are just praying for you and um, I don't know, just really seeing that community just really helped show me that like when you need God, like he does show up and he is good. You know, he's not somebody who's just going to, you know, oh, here's one person. It's like, Malia, I have a group of people for you. Yeah, so I don't know, been really yeah. blessed by that. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah, it was something that I really was praying for a community that looked just like this. I mean, I wanted women that were my age kind of in the same life stage and going through similar things. and. You know, Brenda opened up to say, hey, I have this group that I co-lead, and like she said, she loves to invite new people, and I'm just so thankful that she thought of me, and you know, you guys have been so welcoming since I started, and that has just been a huge blessing, and answered a prayer for me as well, so. I think we're I think two almost babies. three weddings, six almost seven babies when oh. Andrea has oh, the next yeah. baby. Yeah. And countless job promotions and moves and yeah. everything. And all of that has been covered in prayer. That is just a testament to the way that you guys are on your knees for each other. And I think if there is something about this group that's really special, it is that you cover each other in prayer daily. Sorry, she just had a phone call. Okay. Baby. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah. That right there is the hand of God answering yeah. that question. <laughs> yeah, she had to go because the answer to prayer is calling. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. I applied for a job within Grand Rapids. I ended up not getting the job, but I felt very at peace about it, and I couldn't explain it at the time, but it just felt like, okay, God has something else for me. Like, I'm meant to stay in St. Joe. And so now, fast forward like six months later, I just got the job of my dreams at, in St. Joe. That was the Lord. Like, there's no other way that that could have come about in, in the way that it did. And yeah, so that's definitely a way that I've seen God's faithfulness. And just thank you guys for your prayers throughout that whole thing. Too. Yeah. How has the grace of God, have you just seen the grace of God come alive as we've done life together? I would say the biggest thing is just like community, the power of community, what this group has been. Um, you know, we're a group that's very vulnerable. We get to share a lot of things with each other, walk alongside each other. And like, I want that for everybody. It's just, I love you guys. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> yeah. We are not alone and we are not going through struggles in isolation. We, the enemy might want us to feel that way. He does want us to feel that way. But when we come together and share and realize that, you know, when you talk about the grace of God, I think that was such a healing thing for all of us in that moment of, like, these, these struggles or anything we're going through, like, yeah. we can overcome it with community and with God. Yeah. The other thing that I love about being a part of this group is to be a part of your faith journey. Mm -hmm and to see you growing, and, and we're all growing together. To me, that's exciting. And when I look back to where we were when we started to where we are now, it's super exciting. 
and I just see the hand of God all over your lives, my life, this group. It's just really been a powerful testimony to God's grace. Mm -hmm. And I know that uh, if you've been around First Church for a while, you hear the phrase a lot about God did not create us to live life in isolation and alone. He designed us to be in community with one another so that not only when we're walking through victories with one another, that we're walking through trials, a tough time, those are our people that we re reach out to. So it's very important. And maybe you saw that video today if you're here in the room or watching online and you thought, you know, I want to be a part of something like that. I'm sure that Pastor Crystal at the end of the service would love to talk to you about how to get involved in a table group. So um, that's our discipleships group here at First Church. So we just encourage you to do that. Well, it is certainly a, night, a great weekend for me personally as a dad sitting up here as my kids are in town from Mid-America Christian University, and I'm just glad that uh, the way God has called them uh, into worship ministry and opened a door at Chartel Church of God for them to have a worship internship leading for their student ministries group there. So, and one of the, this song, these next few we're going to sing, one of them, uh, they sang at Chartel, and they just sing it over the congregation. And that's what we're going to do with these next couple songs, is just sing them over you, and you're certainly invited to sing along with us in worship. But this first song is Another in the Fire, and know that um, whatever you might be facing today, whatever kind of trial, um, whatever you might be carrying with you today, just know that you don't walk alone, that we can pray out to God, that we can reach out to him, and he is faithful, and he meets us where we're at, and I'm thankful for that today. So just as we have these next worship moments, let these words just speak to your heart this morning.
grave that holds nobody Now the power lives in me There is another in the fire Oh, there is another in the fire Oh, I can see the light in the darkness As the darkness bows to him
sometimes. But Lord, we're thankful for that reminder today, God, that you are in the fire with us. God, when those hard times come, that you walk with us. God, you never leave us or forsake us. God, you're there with us. And God, we're thankful that you created the universe. And God, if you created everything in this universe, you still can care about us. God, you still, you came to this earth live among us and died and rose again. God, we know through that power, God, that same power is the same today for all of us in this space. God, help us to remember that. Help us to rely on that, God. Help us not to turn to other things to fill that void or to give us peace or to give us joy, but Lord, help us to turn to you today. Thank you for this reminder. And we pray this all in the almighty name Jesus and church said together, amen. I kind of ran away from Jesus because I thought that I was un so unworthy that um, I, I had made a lot of mistakes in my life and I just wasn't good enough. And then there was a part of me that also was angry because I went through a lot of trauma um, and felt alone and almost uh, like he didn't care. Especially in my teenage years, I definitely rebelled against him. I dived into drugs and alcohol, um, was involved with witchcraft, with um, tarot cards, all of that stuff. I look back now and I'm, it's, I'm glad I'm far, far away from that because it was terrible. 
Um, I became an addict. Drugs and alcohol were my answer at that time. Um, I faced a lot of abuse and different things from um, my mother. I had a very controlling narcissistic mother. Uh, when I was 16, I got kicked out um, because I started standing up to my for myself. I started to stand up for myself uh, against my mother and the abuse. I ran away from God totally and just wanted to do my own thing and didn't care. And then he blessed me with children. Um, my firstborn son, Marcus, he's 13. I love him to death, but when he was born, I, I finally got a small glimpse of what real love was, you know, because that's the thing I was searching for my whole life. And then I proceeded to have two other children. I have three boys all together. I made a lot of mistakes in parenting, and I, I also made a lot of mistakes in my love life. I ran to different men thinking that they were going to save me. At the end of the day, it was so out of energy, it was overwhelming. I couldn't do it. And so I ran back to drugs, and unfortunately, I made some bad decisions, and my children had to be separated from me because I was not responsible enough to take care of them. When I was having the hardest anxiety attack ever, I thought I was dying. Um, my peer recovery coach grabs me out of the car and I'm screaming God's name because I think I'm going to die. And I fall into this mud puddle and all of a sudden I felt Jesus. I felt an overwhelming warmth and joy and positivity that I've never felt before. Like, it's like the highest high you could ever get. You can't get it from drugs. God reminded me that I'm his daughter. He set his son here to go through that sacrifice of being on the cross and being beaten like and bloody like could you imagine I, I made so many mistakes in my life and I cursed him a lot because I was angry with him and he doesn't care he just wants me to know hey I'm right here and I love you just look at me I know that God's got a plan for me and that plan is to just go out there and tell my story so that people understand you don't have to be alone. Like, you don't have to feel that way. God can fix all of it for you. You just have to make that choice and accept it. And it's, it's amazing. Grace, the grace that Jesus Christ has given me has lit up my whole life because I, I'm just so undeserving. I made so many mistakes and he is so perfect and righteous and I'm just so grateful that out of everything that I've done, he let that go. He knows my heart and he loves me. I didn't have a father, right? My dad kind of left when I was born and I always searched out for my father's love, right? And I know what a true love from a father means now. There's that, that broken part in your heart that we all try to stuff other things inside of it. Drugs, alcohol, TV, your phone, all of these things you try to, you know, make yourself feel full, money, all of it. The only thing at the end of the day that's going to do that is the acceptance of Jesus Christ. Like, a, it's almost like he resurrected me. I was dead. He, he did, wow, he did bring me back to life.
What an incredible story of the grace of God coming alive in Ashley's life. My name is Crystal Culp. I'm the pastor of adult discipleship here at First Church, and I would like to introduce you this morning to someone that's very special to us around here. This is Dr. Robin MD. She is a counselor, has a private practice, and is also a professor at university. So we're just really thankful for her being willing to share her testimony with us this morning. So Robin, can you just tell us a little bit about how your journey with Jesus began? Absolutely, and thanks for letting me have this time to share. I was five years old, and I left a Youth for Christ convention here in St. Joe, got home, and went to my bedroom. And in my bedroom, with my mom on one side and my dad on the other at the age of five years old, I repented of my sins and accepted Jesus Christ into my heart. And my journey with Jesus as my friend and my Savior began at that moment. So tell me a little bit about where that journey then took you. Sure. Lots of places. Lots of good, good, exciting places. I graduated from Benton Harbor High School. <clears throat> from there, I went to Bible College in Minneapolis, Minnesota, North Central Bible College, and um, went to El Paso teaching. I had an elementary ed degree, went to El Paso, Texas teaching. It was really kind of cool. It was way back in the days, that's how old I am, that we could, in a public school, bring children to church. And so I did the bus ministry, and we brought kids to church, and there's actually somebody watching. So I wanted to say, hey, Sylvia. She's in El Paso right now, and she is serving Jesus because of that bus ministry. Left El Paso, went to Japan, and um, worked for the Japanese government for two years, and then I went to, to South Korea. In Japan, I was really fortunate because I was the first Caucasian female to ever live in my little village. And the kids would follow me around and call me princess. And I loved it, and I came home, and nobody does that anymore. I don't understand. <laughs> So from there, I went to South Korea. My dad got sick. He had geoblastoma and passed away. And I came home 23 years ago, lived with my mom for a little bit. And now I have a small home here in St. Joe. Um, the journey with Jesus has been incredible. And I have served him in Japan. Um, I often questioned, is this faith mine or is it a tradition? Is this something that I have enveloped within who I am? Or is it simply tradition? And it was defined that it was the truth. And when you know the truth, there is no question in your mind that what you are doing and who you are serving is the truth. And that, that's my journey with faith. And I have, I have been forever grateful for the foundation that I had and for the, my journey, yeah. basically. Yeah, so a part of that journey has been a health journey that you've been on since about 2015. Yep. Can you and tell us a little bit about that? Sure. 2015 was going to be my year. It was the year I was getting my PhD. I was going to become Dr. MD. All excited. Woke up January 1st and um, got a call from my gynecologist that said that I had cancer. Five weeks later, I had a complete hysterectomy, which buried any dreams of a future family that I would have and also, also cured me of the cancer that I had in 2015. Pretty excited about that. Um, went on with life. Did my six-month checkups every six months. In those six-month checkups, everything was fine. Got to the five years, and that's like a big time in those who are in a cancer journey. That five-year mark is pretty big. Got to that five years, and I was pretty mad at my doctor. He canceled my December 20th appointment and made it January 3rd, so I had to start my deductible. I'm like, I don't even want to go. This is crazy. I went, and the cancer had metastasized to my stomach. So the 2020 journey began. Everyone else in the whole world was experiencing COVID, and I was experiencing cancer. And um, had surgery again, went through treatment in 2020. Um, I, was, I was assured by the University of Michigan that all had been gotten and that I was going to be cancer-free. 
However, you know, doing due diligence, we check every six months. And October 3rd of this year, I went in for my, my regular appointment. Not, I didn't bring anyone because there was no suspicion of anything. My mom was waiting in the lobby and I came out and she said, it was all over your face, something was wrong. Um, cancer had been found again and it has now metastasized to my pelvic area. Went through two surgeries in the past month. One of them was completely unsuccessful. They could not get any of the cancer. Second surgery, they went in and they, the doctor was really cool. I have a great physician um, and he said, I'm gonna get all of it. And he went in and come to find out there was 10 times more cancer than what was originally thought about, what was originally diagnosed. So he got what he could. In the process, he damaged nerve in my leg, which will be permanent. And um, my cancer journey has now yet began again. And in a week, I will go to find out what my next steps are. Yeah, so Robin, tell us about how this has affected your faith. Yeah, you know, I don't think we go through things without our faith being affected. The month of October was not pleasant. I was mad, I was angry, I was frustrated, I was questioning, and I was just really, really angry with the Lord because he was my friend since I was five. And I was angry that I had to do this yet again the third time. In that process of being angry, I know what gives me the greatest comfort and that is, that is when I searched the word and I opened up my Bible and I did not feel like reading. I didn't feel like doing anything. But I will tell you, you cannot be mad at God when you are reading his word. And I, I, know I told you earlier that I went to Bible college, so I know all about the Bible, whatever. I found this verse that I had never, ever found before. And it's in 1 Peter 1.7. And I'm sure I had read it, but I, it had never resonated with me like it did at the end of October. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You see, from the very beginning, when I went through this, like the first two times, I was pretty positive, and I was like, it's a win-win, you know? At the age of five, I gave my life to Jesus. If I die, I will sit in the presence of the one I have served. If I live, I get to experience more of life. I kept saying that over and over, it's a win-win, the first time. Second time, I said it. This October was not where my mind was. I was not in that it was a win-win, and yet I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord has plans and my thought process has changed because it has to change when you open up the word of God and it is a win-win. Because at the age of five, I gave my life to Jesus and I have strived very hard to live for him every step of the way. I know that the win could be that I sit in the presence of my Jesus and the win could be that I'm sitting here in front of you. And I don't understand why I even had a friend who came and talked to me at the beginning of my process in 2015. He said, my mom got diagnosed with the same thing you got diagnosed with. Two months ago, they buried their mother. I don't know why she has the privilege of sitting in front of Jesus and why I have the privilege of sitting in front of you, but I know that every journey is unique and different, and until the day that I have the privilege of sitting in front of Jesus, I will sit 
in front of people and I will tell them about who Jesus is and how important he is to have in your life. Yeah. So Robin, as you were talking, I was reminded of King David and sure. Psalms. Don't you think it's okay to share yeah, I mean, all those? You know, David, David did struggle. He questioned. He was not, you know, it's, life is not about the pretty little box with the package and the bow on the top. I love doing Christmas and doing all that pretty stuff. That's my thing. But that's not what life is about. Life doesn't offer us the pretty boxes all the time. And I, I love being in the audience when I have people who, who testify at these services. And at the end, they, everything's joyful and great, and, and their, their prayers have been answered. But that's not everybody's journey. The journey truly is that in the journey, like King David, in the journey, we worship and we praise the Lord in the midst of the sorrow, in the midst of the questioning and the months of October. Yeah. So I don't know what you walked in here with today. I don't know if you're hurting or if you're in the middle of your own journey like Robin. But what I do know is that God loves you and he's a mighty God and he is in control. And just like Robin said, it's a a win-win when we know him. Just like King David, when he went before the Lord and he was angry at times and struggled sometimes and doubted sometimes and he cried out to the Lord. But what we see of King David is that over and over again, he runs back to God because he realizes that the source of his strength is found in the shadow of the Almighty. And today, I know that can be true for you. And some of you sit here and you haven't had the answer to your prayer like you wanted Or maybe you're still waiting like Robin is. But there is a God who loves you. No matter where we are in our journey, whether we've been healed or we're yet waiting for that healing, God loves you and he is with you. And his grace and his mercy is sufficient for you today. Can I pray for people who are going through their journey? Yeah, absolutely. Do you care if I just take a minute? No, you go right ahead. All right, Jesus, Jesus, I just want to pray right now. Lord, I just with Crystal talking, Lord Jesus, you know the journey of every individual that's here today. Lord, life is not perfect, and yet you are. And Jesus, I pray that when everyone is in the midst of their own sorrow and their own questioning, Jesus, I pray that you will give them the courage and the strength to just whisper your name, to open up your word and find that special verse that they can claim so that they can survive yet another day. Jesus, I just pray over everyone that has not found the perfect package with the perfect bow, but I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will come and that you will be that package for them in their heart and that you will give them joy in the midst of the journey that is so incredibly unknown. We love you, Jesus, and we will serve you in all circumstances. Amen. So we do serve a God who is still doing miracles and who is still on the throne. So before Robin leaves the platform today, we want to pray over her and just pray that God would be with you on this journey, Robin. So we believe in a God who still does miracles, one that still heals. So if we have any of our staff here or any anybody on our prayer team here this morning that just wants to come up and surround Robin, we'd love for you to come and join us up here. I'm going to ask you as a church family if you would stand and join us in praying for Robin. And just as we stand, just believe in the power of prayer and the name of Jesus that we call upon to heal Robin and anyone here in this room that is still going through that journey. 
Father God, this morning, we just thank you and praise you for the mighty God that you are. We thank you for the faith that we have and the certainty we have that you are a God who hears and answers prayer. And so, Father, because of that faith and because we believe 100% in the power of prayer and in you as the great physician, today we lay Robin at the foot of the throne and we ask in Jesus' name that you heal her body. Father God, we pray that you would pluck cancer cells from her body and that she would be completely healed. But Father God, we also just want to pray that you would work through doctors and physicians and whatever it is that you choose to work through, we ask in Jesus' name that you bring healing and restoration to Robin's body in the powerful name of Jesus. Father, we trust you, we love you, we believe in you, and we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have a plan for Robin's life and a purpose and a will. And so, Father, we, in belief of that, we lay that at your feet, we leave it with you, we, Father God, surrender Robin to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Robin, for sharing. Thank you, Crystal. Um, I'm going to invite our worship team to come back up. Um, I know that there's some of you today that God has been speaking to. We pray at the very beginning that as we heard these testimonies that, that we would just listen and, and, and hear what God maybe would want to say to us individually. And so maybe there's somebody here today, and as you listen to Haley's story and how Uh, at a young age, she gave her life to Christ and how she realized her need for you. Or uh, Robin, the same way, at five years old, she realized that need. Maybe you're here today and you're a lot older than five or ten, but you realize today that you need Christ, that you've never invited Christ to be your Savior. Today can be your day. We've got some of our staff I've asked to be at the corners of the room, maybe some of our prayer team as well that maybe are here in the room. Um, To be at the corners, we've got people online that would pray for you as well if you'd like prayer. Um, And in just a minute, I'm going to ask them to go to those corners. I'll be up here in the front. And how's God spoke to you? I would just invite you to come physically while we sing these next couple songs and let us pray for you. Uh, Sometimes it's just powerful for to let someone enter into our story and to pray for us. So do you need Christ? Won't you come? Do you need healing? Won't you come? Do you need encouragement because your, your story didn't have that nice pretty bow on it and you're struggling and you're, you're having a difficult time trusting? Won't you come and let us pray for you? Maybe you have some addiction, some issue that you can't seem to get through on your own. There is a God that can, just like in Ashley's story, he can enter your life, he can help you, he can set you free. And if that's you, why don't you come? Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, we know that you've already come and that you are here, that you've been in these stories. You've helped us, God, as we've been reminded that you're still on the throne. You're still in the business of moving in people's lives. You still are changing us. You still are pursuing some of us that have been just pushing you away and and, and running away from you. But today you've brought us here. And God, for some of us, we need encouragement. Some of us need salvation. Some of us need to be reminded that you're real. Some of us need to lean into the challenge that that you want to put into our lives to do something that's a little beyond ourselves. Some of us have addiction issues that we need your help to overcome because we can't do it on our own. God, today, as we come, as we worship, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would bring healing, whatever it means. We pray in Jesus' name. 
won't you stand? I'm going to invite our, some of our staff to go to those corners. Won't you come as we worship? I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. I'm calling on the God of Moses, the one who opened up the ocean. I need you now to do the same thing for me, for me, for me. faithful church. Amen.
Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaking. As I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus, because he's never let me down. He's faithful
today has been good to be reminded that our God is still moving, that our God is still answering prayer, that our God is still, uh, even in the midst of unanswered prayer even, that our God is with us in that journey. So thank you, Haley, for your story. Thank you for Dr. MD for your story. Thank you to Ashley and for the Crystal and her gaggle of girls. Thank you for your story. Those of you here here in the room, we appreciate all of you. A couple things as you leave today. Hopefully you leave with that encouragement. If you're here for the first time, we'd love to have a chance to connect with you. And you go to the info hub. You're here in the room. We'd love to have that chance. Got that little gift we'd love to give you. Um, pray for, we got a small team that's going to Malawi. They leave at 5 a.m. Tuesday morning. Um, you don't have to pray then, but you could pray later in that day. Um, and they're going to help build some dormitories where for the last decade we've been helping to build a ministry center to train pastors in southeast Africa. And God's just been some amazing things there. So pray for that little team as they go this week or the next 14 days uh, to Malawi, Africa. And then finally, we just remind you about our partnership with the Wonderland Toy Store with a number of churches in our community that's being hosted over at our 
our Benton Heights campus. And so I encourage you to bring your gifts, bring your donations for that, uh, for that effort. And then next weekend, uh, Wanderlust Outfitters here in St. Joe, they're partnering with us and all the proceeds for Saturday and Sunday sales are going to go, they're going to give, donate that, those dollars uh, to the Wonderland Toy Store. So it's a great way for you to do something probably a lot of us love to do, shop for other people. Uh, and then you can be a blessing to the Wonderland Toy Store. So again, thank you for your partnership and what we're doing around the world. God bless you. Hope you've been encouraged today. Go knowing that has just like he was in these other stories, he can be in yours as well. God bless you as you go today.